This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. Uh, I am joined on this occasion by one of the new faces of Scottish wrestling, the White Stag, Drew Mercury. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for for coming on. Um, so I've been looking for a while now, looking at the the central belt because of course I'm up in the northeast and I'm seeing all these names pop up on Iron on Iron Girders and GPWA and and all that. So thought it was high time. I get in touch with some of you guys and, and try and get you on the show so we can find out a little bit more uh, about you because they are Iron Girders and GPWA especially are producing wrestlers like a rate of knots at the moment, which is quite incredible. So glad glad to have you on. Um, Thanks very much. And not only that, they're like producing some incredibly talented wrestlers as well. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of talent that has come through. I mean, I've only been doing this two years, and seeing just in that two years, the amount of talent that's come from. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's just it's crazy insane. how quick. Yeah. I mean, especially after the pandemic. It seems to be after the pandemic happened and, and places were starting to reopen again, everyone just kind of went through the, the thought of going, right, I might only get one shot at doing this. Please, we'll just, just go for it and see what happens. And two years later, now we're seeing the, the fruits of that labour and we're seeing all these these names pop up. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just fantastic for the scene and fantastic for well, for for me trying to get guests on as well, because that means there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot more people to speak to. <laughs> yeah, to speak plenty to choose over. from. Exactly. Def- so definitely, like you said, with the lockdown, I think uh, that kind of gave people a lot of sort of a new insight into mm-hmm. into life. Kind of like just being locked away for all those months. Kind of like, what am I going to do coming out of it? So definitely, I think that's been because that's been like a big boom mm-hmm. of talent for sure. Yeah, I mean, some of us were yeah. quite happy to stay indoors, like myself. I mean, I, I work. I've, I got, <laughs> yeah. I got sent home to work March twenty twenty one, and I have not went back to the office since. So it's it's been and and because of this, I've now got the podcast, and this is my social interaction. Because uh, if anyone meets me at shows, I'm very awkward. So so it's a nice way to do it, and I get to get to hear your stories at the same time. Um, so we'll start right back at the start. Uh, how you became a fan? So how did you become a fan of pro wrestling? Do you have any first memories? Yeah, the first memories that always go back to probably, I think it's quite a common thing for my age group, it's Jeff Hardy. Like, going back, watching Jeff Hardy. I was really into parkour when I was younger. So seeing all of the kind of extreme high-flying that Jeff Hardy used to do, it was, yeah, I loved it. Just fell in love. I just kind of became like an adrenaline junkie, I suppose, uh, with that. And I loved that Jeff Hardy was going to do all these crazy things. So whenever I think of my earliest memories of wrestling, it's the question that like, I get asked often. It's always it's just Jeff Hardy, like that's that's what made me fall in love with wrestling. And then from then, obviously spiral, spiraling, and then finding all these other incredible wrestlers at the time. You know, 2000, 2007, 2008, like John Cena became like absolute idol only for like that period of time though. Um, and then meeting like meeting and um, coming across wrestlers that I absolutely hated, like CM Punk for what he did to Jeff Hardy and that <laughs> kicking him out of WWE. <laughs> so it's um. Yeah, so my earliest memory back back two thousand and seven, it was the whole Jeff Hardy Matt Hardy feud. Like you know, 
uh, Matt Hardy burnt down Jeff Hardy's house, I believe it was. And then it led up to the match that, like, WrestleMania 25, and that was, yeah, it was all of that. And then just, that's where it began, really. That, that's what people don't remember is, is the storyline was, yeah, he burnt, burned down Matt for some reason, burned down Jeff Hardy's house, and then he killed his dog in the fire. Yes, yeah. Like, all that. Um, I had a wee moment thinking, you're too young to know Jeff Hardy, because when I started watching, Jeff Hardy was my favourite wrestler, and that was 99. So as soon as you said CM Punk, I was like, ah, I'm with you now. Okay, cool. Right, this is this. The, <laughs> we know where we are. The, the renaissance yeah. of Jeff Hardy um, after, after I think, was it TNA? Was that before TNA? That was before TNA. Yeah, before. Know. I suppose it was just before his... Uh, his Victory Road. Turns, TNA, kind of, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the end of his WWE line, it's for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. Je- Jeff Hardy's one of those guys, he comes up quite often, especially your age and weirdly my age as well. So there's, like, there's kind of two generations of uh of fans that it's just yeah jeff hardy was just so charismatic pardon the pun yep. for charismatic <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was one of those weird <laughs> things that he never was the talker though he was never a guy that you would you would speak into a building but you would do something crazy and like you're saying mad that you go oh i need to see jeff hardy i need to, to go see jeff hardy wrestle yeah you want to see more don't you, you just want to see more of it constantly and then um, yeah, I just love that kind of high-flying kind of aspect. You know, Rey Mysterio as well. I forget that much. I loved Rey Mysterio when I was younger also. Um, it was just all this high-flying, just like seeing people just doing crazy stuff, really. That's what I loved. And so par- parkour, you said, that's, that's, yeah. that seems very uh, apt for, for a point I'll probably bring up a little, little later on when we're speaking about your in- in- in-ring career. Um, so what's that, 2007, 2008? So when did you think at that point, so you're into parkour, was, was that the thing you want to do to try and get you into wrestling or were you not sure you could do it so you're like oh I'm going to do something like wrestling adjacent to get my adrenaline uh, fill uh, not not really to be honest they're both kind of two separate um, separate things really for parkour for me was it was hot off the heels of Assassin's Creed 2 and Mirror's Edge um, where I was just like oh this is really cool jumping from this building to that building that me and my friends um, both kind of started doing parkour around where I'm from, from a place called Dingwall up north. So we're just kind of out of this town, just jumping off things, really. <laughs> I say say parkour, I actually said that was a lot, like, it was just more jumping off things. And then as I kind of got older, it was more just kind of um, actually doing the proper, actually going from destination A to destination B with it. But um, for wrestling, it was more, it's kind of one of these things that I just kind of always wanted to do. One of those things that I think everybody, when they're younger, loves wrestling and say, oh, I'm going to grow up to be a wrestler. And everybody goes, all right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of more, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, I'm going to do it. And I always told myself, if I ever moved down to Glasgow, um, I'm going to do it. And I originally moved down to Glasgow in January 2020 to start with GPWA's May sort of intake. And then, of course, COVID happened and that all got pushed back. And, and then I found my way to Iron Girders instead because they were doing the uh, non-contacts like socially distanced one-to-one which was more just kind of um like drills kind of more running drills and like learning your roles and doing running drills and stuff there wasn't any contact to that so and that's how i ended up on my way into girders but yeah it was more of a i'm gonna do it and if i ever find myself down at that neck of the woods where there is schools i'm gonna do it and that's how i came across came wrestling so yeah they're, they're separate but um the parkour's definitely helped me yeah um, so, i mean that's that's a fair distance to go uh, between Dingwall, Dingwall and Glasgow. Um, I, w- I went to Dingwall once. Uh, 
Maybe that's the story. The ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the, occasionally, once never went back. Don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, occasionally wrestlers wrestling would come to Dingwall though. So is that we are aware of a, a local scene at all when you're up there? So the WTL ran shows there. Rock wrestled a couple shows there. Um, so were, were you yeah. aware of that? So not really. So actually, my first ever wrestling show that I ever attended was a rock wrestle show. I won tickets to it actually in 2018, I believe it was. And then um, that was like the only time I ever really came across wrestling um, up up north, really. I did always hear about shows happening in Inverness. Um, I always knew rock wrestle kind of the ironworks and they went to the Mercer Hotel. Mer- Mercer, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And they, um, they kind of brought it up there. But other than that, no, there was wrestling thing once when I was, again, probably about seven or eight, but never went to it. Um, so my first show wasn't actually like, I was 18. So I knew off them, but never attended them, really. Um, Do you remember what was on that show, that rock and wrestle one? Briefly, so I know that Jack Jester was the Highland champion. Because um, I've got a, because part of the winning the tickets was like a VIP access so i got to get a picture with jack jester in the title so i've got that picture somewhere and then um, that's great like that just gives me a goal i want to win the highland championship just to kind of relate back to that mm-hmm. picture at some point which would be great but um who else was on that show i know luke cairo was on the show these were when they were when they were youngins i'm sure luke cairo was on the show and leighton buzzard um i believe logan smith and angel hayes were on it as well but I'm really, really digging my memory at that point. I remember clear as day late in Buzzer because he was still doing the um, kind of Phantom of the Opera kind of gimmick that he used to do. Kind of had like the mask and take it off. I'm sure, it was, oh, right, I'm sure okay. he used to do something like that. So it was um, it was a while back. But um, yeah. Govan team, I believe they were on it as well. So, yeah. trying, to, trying to find the results for it. I don't seem to have them from 2018. I've got them from 2016 because I was at that mm. one. That's the reason why I was curious because oh, right, yeah, yeah. that was the one I was at, and it was uh, Colt Cabana and Sanjay Dutt that were on the show in Dingwall. So, oh, wow. oh in Dingwall, even better! Wow, Colt Cabana. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, that was <laughs> that was a weird day because I, I I drove them from Aberdeen to Dingwall, another Dingwall where we're. I, I'm not slagging off Dingwall. That's yeah. that's that's a shame. I live in Elgin. It's not much, uh, not much better. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so if you find yourself in Glasgow and and you're like, that's it. I'm going to have to do it. And then of course the world ended. But so you so said you're aware of a little bit of a scene. But GPWA, how did that come about? Is that because of meeting Jack Jester and going, oh, I know what Jack Jester's about. He trains here. He coaches here. So that's the place I want to go. Um. Not really, I didn't actually really know who the coaches were going in. Um, I thought, GPW, I was, I was kind of just like, when I Googled it, it was the first one that popped up. There was obviously Source and I believe PBW as well. But um, I think, if, if I remember correctly, GPWA, they had a website, whereas the other two didn't. So you could actually look and find information about GPWA. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like more of the same fact. I knew more about that than any of them because I actually gave like a breakdown of what you expected. Right. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, so with that, that was probably why I chose GPWA because I actually could see the information. But when I went to Iron Girders, they were the ones that kind of went, you know, GPWA also do classes. They were doing like a full intake. We've popped your name down for it if you fancy it. And I was like, yeah, sure. So they kind of put me in the right direction as well to GPWA. Excellent. So that that first, of course, you have a little bit of a, a background, of athletic background and with doing the parkour. 
stuff. Uh, but what was that first couple of sessions like? Was was it a, a reality, uh, a reality check as soon as you hit the ground? What was what was it like? Yeah. So, yeah, when I came, when I moved from Dingwall down to Glasgow, do wrestling, I'm asthmatic, so my cardio's never been great, and I was like, wrestling's gonna be easy. Like, it's not gonna be that bad. I'll be able to do it. No, it is absolutely the total um, polar opposite of what I expected because the cardio is intense. Um, I picked up, obviously, with my parkour bank, like, we do rolls, um, and I picked up all the rolls really quickly because it's what I was used to doing. But um, when it came to things like, you know, doing the actual cardio, hitting the ropes, like, the ropes are, they're, they're solid, they're sore. And then, you know, your first bump and all that, I was like, oh, that is not, no, that's not what you hear. That's not hundreds of padding that you always hear all these people talk about. And it's, yeah, it was a total, total different, like completely different compared to what I expected. I thought it was going to be an, an easy journey when it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, um, it was a tough one. And you, you know, but I had the, I suppose I had the motivation just to keep going and keep going with it. I mean, if, if you've travelled all that way down, hundreds of miles, to in, in your mind's thinking, right, I'm here, I'm going to do it. It's just how that are going back up to the up to the north and and maybe never never exploring that opportunity. So it's <clears throat> sink or swim, I yeah. suppose, at that point, isn't it? 100%. I think it's more also, I'm, I can be quite a stubborn person. So it's like the two factors. One, I want to prove everyone that said, yeah, okay, wrong. But it's also just like the, the sense of, I guess, failure. If I went back, you know, I don't want to like go all the way back down and be like, oh, well, I failed that. It was more like, no, I need to, I need to succeed mm-hmm. for me, especially. And it's not for anyone. It's just for me. I need to, I know if 20 years down the line, sitting, doing whatever job I could have at that point, just looking back going, oh, I could have gone and done wrestling. Like I had that chance and I didn't do it. So it's more, I didn't want to be sitting back thinking what could have been, what if, do it. And then if it didn't work out, at least I tried. And at yeah. least when I'm 20 years down the line, I look back and say, like, what if? Well, you know, I did try it. I couldn't do it. So I'm here now. But, you know, thankfully, it's gone a lot better than a lot yeah. better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, you don't, don't want to be the guy in, 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 the, in the pub or whatever in 20 years telling, telling all the youngins watching the wrestling because it's, it's, it's a boom and it's popular again going, well, back in my day, I could have been a wrestler yeah. kind of thing. You don't want to be, don't want to be that one. Uh, but so, exactly. so, from, so from that point onwards, then um, I've got you noted down as your debut being uh, September last last year. Is that right? Yes. Yes, last year. Yeah. So so that's that's about a year ish training once once the schools were kind of opened up a bit bit more and a bit properly. So was that that year that year off that you had that was just kind of one to ones? If you were lucky, was that just fuel your fire even more and, and when they actually did open you were just full steam ahead you were you had a kind of did you have a goal in mind you had to debut in 12 months or did you have or were you just trying to learn everything you could for that opportunity yeah so <clears throat> um when we we're doing the one-to-ones <clears throat> apologies when we we're doing the one-to-ones there was definitely like there's that fire like see when we were constantly just do you know his cardio is you're like, when, when am I going to actually get to lock up with someone? When am I going to get to start to wrestle someone? There was a bit of like a burning desire there to finally get started. When we started, um, I, I guess I did kind of have a goal. I did want to debut within, I, I by the end of 2022, which I did, thankfully. But um, 
as time went on, and like speaking with people and realizing that that seemed a lot more like because there's so many, there is so many talented people in Scotland wrestling with very few promotions. So there's a lot of competition there. So as time went on, I kind of went, right, maybe I won't get hit that goal. And that was okay, I suppose. I've kind of, <clears throat> I try not to really set goals. I suppose I don't really want to set ex- expectations for myself because if I don't reach it, I will be really disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. So I try to avoid that. But no, absolutely. When I first started, I did kind of have a goal by the end of 2022. I wanted to have a match, which again, thankfully I did hit. But one thing I've definitely learned from there is don't don't really set myself uh, set myself like an expectation, but a realistic expectation. Yeah. Not like an incredibly high one. Like I'm going to be, you know, NXT Europe when it starts. Like, I mean, highly unlikely. I don't want to set myself up for that kind of disappointment or anything like that. That's fine. So your your manageable goals. So like like when you, you already you hit the one I was I had in my mind. It's like going uh right okay I made my debut twelve months I want to wrestle in ICW kind of thing. That that kind of kind of little goals they got little uh, baby steps yeah. I suppose when it comes to to career. But yeah when when you're saying debuting within twelve months that that it seems nowadays though that's a bit more I don't know if it's just because of the the way that that now wrestling coaches now set up it's a bit more structured i suppose that that's that is yep. doable whereas when you and i've talked to some guys in the past and um, they didn't debut for three years four years because that was just the way it worked at the time and and uh it's it, yeah and then like we were saying right at the start it's the the churn the churning out of, of very good talent not just names but people that look good look, look good look like wrestlers they're not just uh like they've all the gear, no idea, kind of thing, uh, as well. Like yeah. going through the guys that are that are coming through girders, like yourself, like uh, uh, Landon Riley, um, Lee McRae. Uh, like you know, there's there's just a lot of of just really solid wrestlers that just seem to debut and be like, okay, <laughs> kind of thing. On you go. You need to learn a lot, of, a few things, but it's you got the solid basis. You're, you're fine. Everyone, everyone, you're fine. Uh, which is which is terrifying, yeah. you know, kind of thing. They're <laughs> able to yeah, yeah. be be on shows like and and being solid wrestlers. Um, because mm-hmm. I know I know for me, I've seen some shows where it's been like, oh, this is this person's first match, and you watch it and go, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know that that's his first match because yeah, that was not good, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, I get what you mean though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when you had that first, so I've, I've got down as Paul McCon was your. Was your debut in a battle royal? That'd be right in thinking that, or was it was it the GPWA versus Lee McRae? Yes, the um, GPWA versus Lee McRae. My that was my very first one. That was last September. Excellent. So, then, um, yeah, what was it like going for a crowd? Where are you quite an outgoing person when it comes to doing the old hand slaps and and come on guys, uh, or was that a, a challenge for you? So it's very very strange. I'm actually a pretty sort of shy guy kind of but I've, I've kind of an introvert so I was building up to it it was a big challenge and even just before going out of the curtain I was like this is going to be like I don't know what I'm going to freak out and of course Jester one of the big like training points I was like you know you're the you're the very kind of excited like happy face Lee is this really sort of angry heel 
So there's like a good dynamic there. Just go out and be like, let's go, come on, get them clapping. So the build up to it, I was like, right, I need to think about doing this. But then you see, as soon as I went through that curtain, it was like a switch. It just kind of was like, it all just came naturally. Just, I didn't even think about it. I was just doing it. And it was very strange. And even to this day, it's like that as soon as I go through the curtain, it's just like a switch. I'm just like instantly like, let's go everyone, come on. It's like automatic. Mm-hmm. I'm actually at a point where I'm trying to stop doing that so much, <laughs> but I can't help it. It's just like automatic. It's like I'm on autopilot just saying it. So um, yeah, it was it was quite weird because I was the whole lead up, yeah, nervous, but then just went out and it was just coming to me, just like just saying things and it was working, I suppose. So it's just the oddest thing because again, that's something I've I've heard quite a lot that it is before you you're, you're buying the curtain, you're you're not your wrestler ca- character or anything like that, and as soon as you go through, that's it. The the person you were is left. You've left them behind for fifteen minutes, and you become this this wrestler, this whole, whole new character. Um, it's just it's fascinating, fascinating to hear. Not just like guys that have just come in like yourself, but but like the older guys as well. They have the exact same story with that. Um, I, I just yeah, I must I'm sure it must be studied at some point in in. <laughs> sort of medical thing but it's just incredible that and then and then like you're saying you're introverted so if, if someone came to you after the show and was speaking to you away and you'd probably be like like why why are you speaking to me kind of thing not not yeah. in a not in a go away but like why i'm, I'm just yeah I'm just, <laughs> but why do you want to speak to me um uh, but yeah it's, it's just a, a fascinating thing so character wise then so you're, you're drew mercury clapping hands come on guys where did the white stag come from so the white stag so <clears throat> as you i mean if you're a football fan and you know anything about ross county you know they kind of get called the staggies so the stag is kind of like i guess a representation to dingwall like um, stag's kind of like i guess dingwall's animal and um i was just kind of like, like trying to like list off names and it's actually someone that i trained with that was kind of like oh white stag has like a good symbolization why don't you use something like that so i was googling it and i was like it's actually fantastic so um the stag obviously kind of representing dingwall but white stag is kind of um like a symbolization to kind of just like good like a good omen and they're supposed to be rare they're fast they're agile kind of like what i'm like in the ring but um whenever they're hunted in folklore uh, they're hunted it's met by like a lot of anger a lot of sort of pitchforks and torches and that's kind of like the concept that I was kind of wanting to go because I'm a good guy so if a bad guy beats me it should be met with booze and hatred mm-hmm. from the crowd so that's kind of like the the way it should go so it's kind of like I guess mirroring off one another so uh, yeah it's like between the fastest and the agile and then that sort of like being the good guy being a good omen and that's kind of where it kind of stemmed from. That's amazing there's, there's um, a lot more lore than than I thought it was going to be than, other than Sounded really good, so we're gonna, we're gonna go for that. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that when there's a little bit of, of lore and thought into <clears throat> into your names because, like I say, it could just be a case of oh, I sounded ace, so that's why I've I've gone gone with it. But it represents you, it's old Drew Mercury, as yeah. all encompassing as the White Stag, which uh, is that's great, fantastic. Definitely, yeah. Just as sort of springs my mind there as well. Another thing that represents is supposed to be like if somebody sees a White Stag. It's supposed to represent like luck that that person's lucky, and then being from such a small town up north and getting these opportunities, I do 
not only just do I consider myself lucky, I am lucky to be getting what I'm getting. So that's like another, I guess, another little bit of lore behind it. And of course, for, for High Potter nerds, uh, it's also uh, Patronus. So. Exactly. And if I had my glasses on, I, I, that's one thing I get told I look like Harry Potter. Actually, I do have, I don't even know what they are. It's circle, well, it's kind of more like um, like a pentagon kind of shape, my glasses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody's like Harry Potter. So it's like, yeah, if anybody ever sees me wearing my glasses, kicking about, and then that's been brought up, it's, it's yeah, it'd be good if someone could pick that up. So I suppose, yeah, there you go. Well done. <laughs> um, there you go. And uh, October, I'm sure it'll be a Halloween show that uh, you'll find useful there for them. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so moving on from there, I mean, I, I've I've got some some bits and pieces of matches because at the moment, because of your career is so young, the Germans at Cage Match don't have a profile for you yet. So I've had to do my own research, uh, which is terrible. Oh. I can't believe it. Uh, so so, so you've been you've been really active in in the like central belt companies, ones with associated with girders, GPWA, Blockbuster as well, uh, but. One of your one of your first matches was wrestling experience Scotland in Inverness, so that must have been kind of that's probably the closest you're going to possibly have in recent times of a, of a homecoming match. Uh, was were you able to to get family down? What, what were their thoughts with you with you um, wrestling, and were, were they able to see you? Yes, yeah, so they they were all there. Quite a lot of my friends and family all got to come and see that, and that was sort of a very surreal moment like it, it was fantastic. just wrestling in the ironworks like blows my and the ironworks isn't even there anymore so it was a very limited opportunity i was going to get doing that and i got it it was always a bucket list was that i want to wrestle in the ironworks one day and if not only that the fact i got to do it with lee mccray because that's who my opponent was lee mccray also being from that area was even more sort of symbolic i suppose it was it was great it was such a nice like two sort of like hometown boys one good one bad getting to sort of face off against one another in their hometown well not so much my hometown close enough to my hometown home, home city yeah. i suppose so would that be home, yeah home yeah. city exactly yeah so it was um it was surreal it was so good getting actually having my name on the ironworks wall i mean i need to probably before if it's demolished yeah i want to go and find that piece of piece of wall and that's coming home with me <laughs> you're not keeping it send it to the send it to a skip to build a hotel um so yeah but my family my family came down to glasgow as well for the very first one which was the gpw the five per messing one they came for that as well so it was nice having um nice that they came back they obviously must like what they're seeing <laughs> so they came to the ironworks to watch again so so what are their thoughts in general were they always quite encouraging uh, for you to to pursue it, uh, did they have any like caveats? It's like you must get your education, kind of thing. You must have a fallback, or were they just all very very supportive, of just going right? You you've set your mind to it, go do it. Yeah, there were. It was more. There definitely wasn't a lot of. Um, they were the sort of ones that went, yeah, okay. There wasn't a lot of um, faith that I was actually going to do it. It was one of those things. Oh, Drew was just saying that he's going to do it again. But um, when I actually have gone down and done it and then I speak back to them, they're all like, fair play. Like, you're doing really well. You've proved us wrong. We always thought that you were, like, never going to do it. And now they're, like, really supportive of it because I guess I am actually doing it. I'm not just saying I'm doing it. I am doing it. And now they are really supportive towards it. They're all like, no, just 
shoot for what you've got, keep going, keep trying your best, keep doing this, keep doing that. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of support there now. But before, again, it's probably just me and my stubbornness going, I'm going to show you, and I did. <laughs> that's, the, that's the main thing. And then, and now there's a lot of support. I'm loving that at the moment that it seems like the Murray and the Highlands have they're produced. We're talking about producing lots of wrestlers, but yourself, said Lee McRae, we've got uh, Mayhem Brooks, uh, couple of folk from from um, like uh, Nathan North, I think he's or Inverurie, close. Not a Aberdeen shirt. That's a whole diff- different yeah. thing. Uh, but they've, we've got like Ollie, Ollie, his name. I'm going to say Ollie Murs, and that's wrong. Ollie Green, uh, Ollie <laughs> Green. He's he will not like that. <laughs> so, and uh, Connor Malloy from Forest and stuff like that. It's it's just a, yeah. it's just great to see that that we're not um, that Murray and Highlands are kind of just they're just expanding the rest of the country. They're like, oh no, we're not going to stick in in Dingwall or 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 the north. We're just going to just kick people's arses everywhere instead. That's that's just what we'll do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's yes. a nice little moment with you and Lee. So um, home city being able to to wrestle in their works, which. I've I've seen wrestled wrestling there. It's it's a very intimate venue, but it's because it's because of music yeah. venue as well. The the sound carries and it's just a loud one, regardless of the size of the crowd. At the same time, it's just a it was a nice venue yeah. to to go to shows at. Um, just a shame, shame that it, it went down. It makes no sense. They brought it down to build a hotel. I think the only attraction really in Inverness for anything would be the Ironworks. So it's like, why? strange i suppose inverness more kind of about scenery isn't it just being the capital of the highlands and it's more hikers and people who are wanting to see the scenery than come to concerts and that but it seems very a strange decision for them to do it and it's a shame it's really sad to see it go it's really is because what what's what venues have you got for music now outside of what png uh if you if you yeah if you go north east if you go east of of that then uh, or west of that then there's nothing really we've got the town hall here in Elgin that seems to have a few cool things that comes here mm-hmm. and that's it there's nothing you don't yeah. hear of any at Buck Park but even then that's that's a yeah. big big uh, venue to fill I don't think don't think um, you're gonna get a lot there outside of huge, like, huge acts you know so it's it is just yeah. uh, really odd um, I mean the only thing I didn't like about Ironworks it was an absolute pain in the arse to park near. Because it was oh, on yeah. Academy Street, yeah. but you know, that's like, you deal with that. Kind of yeah. So I would just park at the Rose Street multi-story and then walk around that. Yeah, it was a pain to find any kind of parking. Yeah, in I, that I, area. I think I, par- I parked in the car park once when I was doing some lifts for rock and wrestle, and it was just like life in your hands because it's like nobody had any any rules where they were parking either. So it was like, okay, yeah. my car is here now. I'm hoping it's still here when I come back. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so after that, we've got so we'll, we'll jump about a bit with uh, your iron girders and your, your ICW stuff. So we'll talk about ICW then. Um, so I've got it in down here: ICW uh, January twenty twenty three versus Ryan Richards. So that was on Fight TV. So that's not just uh, a match, a big match, but this is actually going to be streamed on on a big network like Fight TV. Um, you mentioned yeah. nervous when going into, before going through the curtain, uh, but. When you know that there's the potential of thousands of people, uh, or or I don't know what their their streaming numbers are. We'll say millions. We'll say millions of people are yeah. are going to watch you on Fight TV. Does that ramp up the pressure a bit more? So actually, at that point, 
we, well, I personally didn't know about the Fight TV deal or anything. So going out there, I, I thought it was just really to the crowd. I knew it was being filmed, but it was mainly just for um, the crowd. So I didn't really have that additional pressure, thankfully, <laughs> in the, the back of my mind. So, um, yeah, I think if I knew it was going to invite TV, um, invite, fight TV, I would, yeah, there would definitely be a whole, whole rampart of nerves building up there and like, oh no, <laughs> like, this is going on, the like the network that AEW is on, like, that's, that's mental. <laughs> and that is crazy. And the fact that like, there is a, like, a match, fair enough, it was only one match, but there's a match of mine somewhere there which is just yeah it's quite mind-boggling it's quite surreal again another surreal i think everything wrestling is just surreal everything that i'm doing <laughs> just becoming more and more surreal um it's yeah. one of those things are you able to search your name on fight tv i'm, I'm gathering you can search your name and then it'll find that episode mm-hmm. and you can find yourself on on fight tv which is like you're saying it's a, it's a network has aw and it has um like thousands of hours of of wrestling um and yeah. you're on it as well i remember yeah. speaking to a lot of the guys that were that did the the closed door tapings for the w network and they were at the mm-hmm. week they would go on the network and it would be them that's the thumbnail and kind of things like that and it's just yeah. it's just one of those things you want a screenshot and just inv- anytime someone comes around to your house or that you go like uh it's like, Come there i am <laughs> on that streaming <laughs> service kind of thing. exactly but um right it's another so, guy that's that's up 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 your way as well. He's he's a uh, he's a Highland boy. So it's yeah, Ken. Ken, yeah, spreading. <laughs> yeah, my first my first TV debut as well against another boy from up north, which is again. So I, I I love these little things. Like little things like that mean a lot to me. Probably mean nothing to anyone else, but for me, everything's more about like the meaning behind it. And like to me, that means a lot. Like it's really cool having not only just my very first match being with a Northern boy, but my very first TV match with a Northern boy. And it's like, out of the ch- like, what are the chances it could have been that as well? Mm-hmm. Very slim. And it's happened. And that's something that I will always kind of look back and remember and be grateful for as well. So I think that's uh, a lot of, because there is that many uh, wrestlers nowadays and they're all vying for the same spots. That's a really great outlook to have. It's just, it's just thinking of the moments as well as, yeah. Of, of course, you have your goals, your, your soft goals, the ones that you you can make, and then obviously your your goals that you want to smash in years to come. But yeah, it's really great mindset to have. Just just think of the moments uh, because that's possibly sometimes all you'll get, but at least you'll have them exactly. at the same time. Um, let's yeah. talk about Iron Girders then, because you became a little bit of a, a vile sensation for a moment on the old Twitter uh, during our King of the Fling match uh, when yeah. you escaped. You evaded. Um, Elimination using that parkour ability uh, by by uh, kicking yourself off a wall and back into the ring during a, a King of Fling match. So, was that always something you had as soon as you saw like kind of the setup for Iron Girders when they put on a show and you saw the kind of close proximity? Was that did, was that always ticking in your mind when you thought, if I get a match like that, that's an idea that I have and want to do that? No, actually, it was kind of one of those, um, it was more, I never really intended to kind of do anything like that when they said that there was going to be the king of fling match i was like right i want to do something that's you know evasion you're trying to avoid getting eliminated so um 
just kind of it was kind of more of a spur of the moment kind of thing on the day I was kind of like you know what let's see if I've still got the old parkour in me let's see if Ezio Auditori and Faith is still kind of living inside me and if I can do it and yeah I just came to it came back and it was yeah it wasn't really a planned thing it wasn't anything that I like kind of went in when I first thought ah I could do this it was really just kind of in the moment kind of as on the day this is what we could maybe do no, that was that was the clip I saw pop up quite a lot after that match because it was just everyone just like blowing their mind kind of thing that 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 you that you did that. Uh, my my first thought looking at it because I'm old, uh, was looking at it, not only thinking it was impressive, but I saw the posters that were on the wall, thinking, oh, that if you kicked it wrong and that poster just fell down, that would have just that would have been so much worse for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just it would have been terrible. It's like one of those things. It's like. Um... So that's the whole thing is try to avoid elimination. If it, that's what eliminated me. Is is what it is. You know, I'm not expecting to. At that point, I'm just kind of hoping. I'm just trying to stay in the match. Mm-hmm. So it's just the, uh, what 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 do I need to do? What can I pull out of the bag here that keeps me in it? But um, I suppose that's the thing with things like King of Finger, just like an over the top rope kind of elimination matches. Once you're over that top rope, it's fair game. Whatever happens at that point, if you stay in, fantastic. If you try to do something to get back in and you fail it, is what it is. You're out. The, I suppose you're you're young. The, you're you're young enough as well to to kind of be brought up on on Kofi Kingston's uh, Royal Rumble exploits and Naomi as well, or Trinity and Impact Wrestling. Yeah. So there, there's always that's and that's the moment people remember as well. So we're talking about creating yeah. moments in your mind, uh, ones you you remember. But that's the that's something that someone in the crowd will will remember and they'll come back to the next iron girder show because they saw they saw the the, the guy do the they'll, they'll misremember it and say the guy saw the guy do the massive flip off the wall you know it, that's the thing yeah. people remember and it's it's creating moments and and memories for, for everyone involved so that's so yeah that's the best, sure, best thing. suppose yeah it's great for the fans you know they're going to remember that going to come in but also for myself if i'm ever back in a king of fun match kind of set myself up for failure there because yeah <laughs> an opponent isn't going to try to eliminate me on that side anymore are they they're not going to go ah drew's there no let's i'm going somewhere else with him <laughs> like i really like the setup of yeah. that venue though because i think there was a, a match i think it was about might have been a battle royal one of the first ones and there's obviously the wall that has all the mirrors in it and yes and it was the same thing someone threw someone over the top rope and turned around and saw that they were still in from the mirrors and turned around and eliminated them. I thought that is just beautiful because that's yeah. something you, you should that should happen. It's, it's bringing logic into wrestling, which it, sometimes yeah. sometimes it shouldn't shouldn't be brought into it because uh, you know Irish whip. You're whipping someone into the ropes. They shouldn't really be coming back. But when you add yeah. add logic into that kind of thing, it just oh, that's, that's the subtleties and little things that I like. Um, yeah. At the moment as well, you're now in a tag team a little bit with yes. Gabriel Salt. Yes. Yep. So, how did that come about? Was were you thrown together? Were you working together? How did how did the team come about? So yeah, so it was just um, it was kind of just us chatting, just kind of like um, just really want to do something a little bit different. Um, as much as I do like singles matches as well, I do like tag team wrestling, and I wanted to sort of get into tag team wrestling a bit as well. And so did like so did he. So we kind of just uh, how do we chat about it and just kind of thought, yeah, let's let's give it a bash. We'll see what we can see what we can get together, see what we can do. 
so um, yeah, we weren't prone together. Nobody threw us together. It was just more just us chatting and let's let's give it a bash. So it must have worked out quite well because uh, at the moment I'm I'm seeing. Well, I spoke to Casino Brutal yesterday for an episode that'll be coming out in the future. <laughs> and when I was asking about teams they wanted to face, you guys were brought up. Uh, so Drew Mercury and, and Gabriel Saul. So it must be very quick yeah. working together as a, as a team. That that the chemistry must be must be just yeah it works. Yeah, yeah we we do yeah we're doing really well and um, we do have our we've got good chemistry. There's still a few um, we're still trying to find our feet I suppose mm-hmm. with um, tag team. You know we went up against the uh, Arcade Violence at the last Iron Girder show at Easter House. Went up against those two. And um, those guys are just, you see, when you put us, like me and Gabriel, exceptionally ordinary in a ring with Arcade Violence, and you've just seen how incredible Arcade Violence are. I mean, as, as, much as, as much as they're Arcade Violence and, you know, they're going to make our lives difficult because <laughs> they're such a good team and, you know, they're dastardly, bastardly assholes. Um, it's just going to, yeah, it's going to, it's great. Like we had a lot of fun, but their experience compared to us, it was a challenge. It was hard, and it always will be. With arcade violence, it'll always be a challenge. Um, but yeah, Casino Brutal—they're another like team that are just oh, shooting for the stars. And yeah, they're a team that we would really—I know that me and Gabe have talked about it often. They're a team that we would love to go up against as well. Um, I mean, I think the this tag scene in Scotland is relatively small. But again, they're all great, and they're at a level that me and Gabriel are still trying to trying to catch up to. And I think it's we're getting there. We are, but again, even though we did go over, we did beat Arcade Violence at Easter House. It's it was a challenge. It was hard, and that is something that it's going to continue to be difficult. I was going to be back in a moment. My dog's trying to 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 come out, so I will be a. I'll I will just be a second. So I'll just keep it recording and I'll cut it out. No problem. A few moments later. Right, it's fine. I use my wee SpongeBob two minutes later uh, thing. Right, so we're back. We're back. Uh, for those that are listening, I ran away for a bit. Uh, so so we'll look ahead. A little bit more time, a little bit of time here. Uh, we'll look ahead to the, to the future. This episode's coming out on the 25th of September. And then this weekend, the Saturday coming up, uh, will be um, Iron Grinders. And you'll be facing Prince Pelly. So this is a kind of big big night for Iron Grinders as well. For, as well for Scottish wrestling in general. Because this is going to be the first uh, LGBTQ+. I'm hoping plus just covers the rest. Um <laughs> event <laughs> event in, yeah. in, in scotland so yeah what does it mean for you to be on that show it means it's it's very very special so um i don't think a lot of people actually know is that i'm gay myself so um being on this show it's just it's something i never thought like, would really happen now i was very ignorant i suppose when it came to my knowledge on the lgbt community in wrestling, especially in the UK. And I genuinely thought I was alone when I started. When I first moved down to Glasgow, I thought, am I the only gay wrestler in this country? I Googled it, tried Googling like gay wrestlers or even like bisexual wrestlers and nothing would come up. 
um, back in 2019, 2020. So I genuinely thought I was alone in all this. And then went to my first ICW show. There's Shane Monet. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not alone at least. And then earlier this year, you have Effie's Big Gay Brunch, which I was a part of in T- uh, at TNT. And then, then being in that locker room with all of these LGBTQ plus people and then realising, wow, I'm actually not alone. <laughs> I really thought it was me against the UK when, as a matter of fact, so many people before me walked so I could run. So many people before me crawled so I could walk even. And then um, having that actually brought up to Scotland, having Iron Grinders and having an LGBTQ plus show in Scotland and then all this incredible talent, it's, yeah, it's, again, a word that I'm saying often, it's surreal. It's mm-hmm. great. I'm not, I'm not that scared gay little boy anymore because I've got people here with me. I've got people that are part of it. And it's definitely been very nice. Well, it's one of those one of those things. I mean, certainly in the last few years, um, we've we've seen wrestlers like um, Piper Niven who came out as bisexual, and um, you mentioned that Shane of course. Uh, up up here, we've got we've got Connor Malloy as well, um, who who's who's gay, and it's just it's just great that people are are able to be comfortable enough, and it's not it's never anything that's get that gets brought up in on shows now. You know, it's not like it's yeah. it's it's hurled as an insult either. Whereas yeah. maybe. Pre twenty nineteen, certainly when I started watching wrestling, it was that era. So absolutely, it would have been used as a slur. Um, so it's it's yes, just yeah. it's it's nice to see the world has evolved to a point where it's it's not it's not a difference maker, whether no. regardless of your sexual orientation or your beliefs or mm-hmm. or thoughts or anything, as long as you entertain and and uh, are respectful at the same time, then people support you or boo you if they need to. Yeah. Uh, in that moment, which is it is all the, yeah, which is which is just fantastic for everyone. We do have a question yes. about it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Prince Pelly himself he has contacted us, uh, just asking if you're excited for for your match with him, uh, Iron Grinders. He can't. Yes, wait. I am. Yeah, he can't. I know he's. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I am. Me and uh, Prince Pelly, we had a very brief stint at the. Effie's Big Gay Brunch, um, we were in the Rainbow Rumble, there was just a very, very brief moment between us two, um, and since then, like, I have been looking forward to us having a match, and it's happening up here in, in my territory, so it's it's great, I am really looking forward to it, he's a class act, he's a great wrestler, he's taking people by storm in England, so to be able to kind of go up against someone who's also making waves, it's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic. So, um, well, we've got a little bit more. I've got my my silly questions. I don't know if you've listened to any of our past podcasts before. We ask two ridiculous questions to everyone. Um, uh, so you're you're no different, unfortunately. Uh, if Scotty Todd, if you <laughs> ask these questions, then you could be asked them. Uh, so, so first That's up, fair. what's your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur, goggle of um, a pterodactyl, anything that can fly. That that makes sense. Sure. That's ov- yeah. obviously. <laughs> and yeah. the other question we ask everyone is uh, what, who'd win a fight, two sheep or one cow two sheep or one cow oh well, that's, a, that's a tough one two sheep or one cow now, I feel like that would be the kind of thing where you think the cow's going to come out on top you think the cow's just going to absolutely just like steamroll through them mm-hmm. 
But I think one of those sheep is just, they're, they're smart. They're smart. One of them's going to flank the cow and take it by surprise, something like that. Swipe the legs. You know, it's got, I've got to go with the two sheep. Uh, I think I, I honestly thought I'd get bored of this question by now because I think I've asked it at least 200 times and it still, it still brings me joy that, that people think about it this much. Uh, go and uh, yeah. flank them. Double team. I'll uh, do that. <laughs> okay, then go on. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, there is a video online of a sheep beating up, well, well, cow headbutting a sheep, and then the cow collapses. So and that's one sheep. Glass <laughs> uh, uh, jaw cow. Yeah. Exactly. So what's what's, what's it going to do with two? Uh, so <laughs> exactly. As we kind of as we kind of approach a we wrap up here, we do get our question through um, Instagram, which I think is a, is a really nice question that we'll we'll throw in. We have a couple more things for looking at the future, and then we'll we'll uh, go on our way, and I'll go and go and have lunch, and uh, the why I always mention food in these podcasts because. Uh, so, Reagan McAllister has asked, uh, "Who is your all-time dream opponent?" Oh, all-time dream, like hands down, Kenny Omega, for sure. That would be top of the list dream match. Um, yeah, big fan of Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'm trying I... to think of. So are you are you an AEW guy or are you just all wrestling kind of guy or is AEW the, the promotion you, you really focus on? AEW is the one I focus on the most, but um I do, I like all wrestling. I watch um I watch I'm actually you know very, very late to the party. I've been watching so much Lucha Underground at the moment. That's, and that's uh, from um, what we've discussed, that sounds absolutely up your street. Yeah. <laughs> I've um, like I used to like I tried watching it like years ago actually when it was still going on and you see the kind of whole drama thing about it I was just not into it but rewatching it now I absolutely love it I'm like this is fantastic it's just a breath of fresh air um, and uh, yes yeah, so I'm enjoying I'm watching a lot of that at the moment but I'm a very I, I like wrestling AEW is the one that I watch kind of I guess religiously mm-hmm. um, it's the one I like the most WWE um, I always have a love hate relationship with WWE. Um, I feel like it's, it's a a- tough one. A- I always w- enjoy NXT. Yeah, I feel like AEW and NXT are the are the wrestlers wrestling, like that. That's the yeah. one they watch. But for the for for fans, generally, it's WWE because they're just there for the the bright lights and the colors, which is that's what I'm there for. So I'm, I'm there yeah. for the, the bright lights and colors and the and the silliness and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I often find yeah, AEW is like that's what wrestlers want to see some wrestling. That's what they go and see. So uh, there's no right yeah, or wrong. It's all that. Yeah, it's all the indie. It's just indie wrestling, isn't it? And I think mm. um, there's obviously a lot of like people. Just depend um, your opinion. You have people enjoy indie wrestling. Like people enjoy wrestling, mm-hmm. and I'm an indie. I'm an indie wrestler lover. Like I, I love seeing all the flips. I love seeing the stuff that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what a, a shooting star press into a DDT doesn't make sense, but it looks cool. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, could I do it? Probably not. But it's um, it's exciting. I just yeah. I like, I like indie wrestling. So um, when it comes to, but then again, I, I actually am at the moment as well, going through sort of from the first brand split in WWE. So uh, just before Backlash 2002, and kind of watching up and like even seeing kind of like more, more WWE style is is really great. But yeah, a lot of cruiserweights there as well. That was when the cruiserweight division yeah. was starting to really pick up. Um, yeah, so good time to get to to jump in. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it. But I think at WWE today, I'm just not. My big problem is I'm not really enjoying. I'm not like not enjoying. I'm just not relating to any wrestlers as much. 
as I used to like back in the day, like loved Jeff Hardy, um, loved Rey Mysterio, but even like going back and watching that, I'm loving RVD, I'm loving Booker T. I never thought I'd say it. I love Kane. Like, I can't believe that's too, like a word I'm actually stringing together. I love Kane. That's uh, something that I didn't really realize. I always just remember Kane without his mask and just slow, but I'm watching oh. it back from it. I never knew Kane could move like this. 2001-2002 Kane is, is an uh, absolute different animal. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unreal. And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying that. So then I watch wrestling today, I'm like, Roman Reigns. Uh, I enjoy Seth Rollins. Um, I wish there was more AJ Styles. Um, but there's not really any wrestler in WWE that I'm like, wow, I actually want to keep watching this for them. Yeah. It's just... It's just not hitting me the same way, but then there's like NXT. Like I really enjoy what Gallus is doing. Love watching what they're always up to. Um, and then, of course, I suppose like more like the sort of kind of gets the flippy side of me. I love what Axiom is doing. Axiom, um, yeah. he's cool. Um, so I do, I do kind of keep on top of NXT. But yeah, no, I'm I'm an indie wrestler, so AEW is my. That's what I said. There's no, there's no wrong answers. Suppose, when it comes to wrestling, as long as you enjoy it, that's that's the, the main yeah. thing, and let people enjoy it as well. Yeah, that's the other main thing. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, then, is there any promotions that you want to get to? Is, or is, is do you have a? We've talked about your soft goals, kind of thing, things mm-hmm. that are doable. Do you have any promotions that that's out there that you're thinking I would really like to to get there, and I think I can in the next uh, twelve months. 12 months um 12 months i'm not too sure like um i like to do more for tnt um i've been there been down there twice now in liverpool and it's a great promotion i love tnt um i would like to be back at icw that'd be great to kind of get to kind of get invited back and get rest of there but um of course these promotions and again it's just in general like icw's got a fantastic roster like so much incredible talent but there's just no room and then same with TNT TNT's got so many incredible talent that I guess there's just no room mm-hmm. any new promotions um, Discovery I'm a, I would like to uh, wrestle for Discovery quite I suppose keeping it quite close to home mm-hmm. um, and then just some more promotions down in England as well I'd like to kind of want to venture out a bit more I guess kind of like getting down to TNT it's sparked a love for the English scene and I'm like I want to get down there I want to Want to wrestle down there more, um, but yeah. Well, it sounds like with your attitude and outlook, I don't think that's that's that none of that is impossible. I think that's something we could possibly, if we revisit this chat in a year's time, you probably would have smashed all those anyway. Um, so before we actually do finally wrap up, where can people find out more about Drew Mercury? Uh, what's your socials? Do you have merch? Social. Tell, tell us, plug it. Uh, yeah, so I've got no merch. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, I should actually know all my my tags <laughs> off the top of my head, but they're between that. It's just Drew Mercury. Um, some have got a dot, some have got an underscore, but I can tell you exactly which one's got which. The now, tell you Twitter definitely has underscore. So underscore. So that means Instagram's got the dot, and then TikTok should be. I think that might be Drew Mercury wrestler TikTok. Um, yeah, TikTok is Drew Mercury wrestler. No dots, no underscores, just all one word. Drew Mercury Excellent. wrestler. Well, thank you very much for taking time to speak to me. I've had an absolute blast. When it comes to, to newer faces, I'm always I always have the fear of going. I've got like three notes. We will have nothing to speak about. But we've 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 had a good chat, and I'm, I'm glad that we we've got this set up. So, uh, good luck for your match on on Saturday against Prince Pelly. 
and uh, hopefully we'll get to revisit this in the future. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a great having a chat. Thanks for having me.